You're listening to I Heard It on the 806, a podcast by John Bowers. During John's incarceration, the Lord did many amazing things. One of the most observable was how God's Spirit changed the entire atmosphere of the prison. As he was nearing the end of his sentence, one of the guards began to express his concern that things would go back to the way they had been before John arrived. John reminded him that this was God's doing, and it would continue after he was gone. Just as Paul wrote in his letter to the Philippians, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. We had gained such favor with the guards, and from the Christmas banquet to the guard that stopped strip-searching us, to the, the guard that was an angel that let us go when we were caught up on the third floor leading a drug cartel person to the Lord. We'd, we'd found favor over and over and over with the guards. And this one guard in particular was really my favorite. He was our lieutenant on our, on our cell block. Loved the Lord, was an Assembly of God leader. Loved the Lord and really appreciated the move of God's Spirit that he had watched unfold over the eight months that I was in prison and I had two months to go. And he told me he had been there for 20 years as a guard and he had never, ever seen anything like it where the Spirit of God literally changed the inside of that prison. Well, we had the favor because remember it was our lieutenant that brought us all the different utensils that we needed for the Christmas banquet. One afternoon, one of the runners came to me and said, Hey, Rev, Lieutenant's mom died. I don't know how these runners would find out so much information, but if there's something that happened in prison, runners would go from one cell block to the others, and the word would spread. And we knew what was happening before it almost happened. So they came to me and they said, Rev, we think you might want to know that the Lieutenant's mom died. And he was gone. And he didn't come back. That was um, Thursday that she died. He didn't come back till the following Monday. So when he comes back, we know he's in, in his office, in his hexagon office that look, can look out over the prison and down the corridors. I just felt the Lord nudge me and tell me to take Chris, my cellmate, go to the lieutenant's office and pray with him. So we went and knocked on his door and he says, come on in, Rev. Walked in and I says, can we shut the door and be in private? He said, sure. I says, can we, uh, can we kind of give you some privacy here? And he said, sure, what's up? So I got on one side of him, and Chris got on the other, and I said, I know your mom died. And immediately he started convulsing with sobs. And he was hiding his tears because prisoners can look inside, but we actually had some of the runners keep people away so he'd have some privacy. I laid hands on him, and Chris laid hands on him, and we prayed that God would just touch him and bring love and peace to him. His mom was saved and that he was could relax knowing that even though he missed her and loved her and cared for her, it was time that he let her go and rejoice that she's in heaven. Little did I know, little did I know what we did would change a man's heart like that. He got himself finally under control, and after we prayed, he looked up at me and Chris, and he said, Guys, I'm going to miss you so much when you leave because you've brought joy to me. 
And I don't know if I can continue to stay here and be a, a guard in this prison without the presence of the Lord. And I'm just afraid that when you leave, the Lord may go with you. I says, no, no, that's not going to happen. God's going to stay here because of the Bible study that we're training. And Chris, my cellmate, is going to continue to leave that Bible study. Sure enough, the day I walked out of the prison, that Thursday afternoon, Chris had the Bible study, and it was packed out. More people came because they wanted to hear about what happened to the Rev. Did he get out all right? Everything going to be okay? And that started an interesting move of God because I had told the 75 inmates who were in my Bible study, and by the time I left, there were more like 90 that had come. New, new guys were coming. The, the move of God was sweet and powerful. They've, there was physical manifestations that they had witnessed. And so I had promised the inmates there in my Bible study, I would bring a live production of Zion with worshipers, and we'd come back in and put on Zion live. Now, I knew that I couldn't get back into the prison, but six months after I had left, I took a full team of Zion people. I took extra worshipers. I thought that my wife maybe could get in. I thought my daughter might be able to get in. I thought my son-in-law may be able to get in. And my daughter and my son-in-law were worship leaders, but we had a backup team. Sure enough, they wouldn't allow my wife or my daughter or my son-in-law to get in. We had backups and they put on Zion, the chapel that holds 220. They said there had to be 300 jammed in there, standing up, filling up the back where the sound room is. Every place you can imagine they were jammed in. And remember this again, everything's videoed in prison. So they saw it on the video, they heard them sing, they saw the drama, and there was such a move of God that the guard that I prayed for, our lieutenant, was there. And he got up and he told the team, I knew the Rev would pull this off. Tell the Rev how much I love him. Guards, chaplains, inmates, it didn't make any difference. Same souls, same hearts, all needed Jesus. And he presented himself to every one of them. You've been listening to the I Heard It on the 806 podcast with John Bowers. Make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about John Bowers, this podcast, and to find out how you can get a copy of his new book, I Heard It on the 806, go to IHeardItOnThe806.com. This has been an Avenue 153 production.